You're listening to So About That, and today my co-host is Grace Grindstaff, better known as Gigi. Today we're going to be talking about resiliency, ways that we've been resilient during social distancing, and ways that we hope to continue to be resilient in the future. Thanks for listening. You're here for our first socially, wait a second, first socially distant (laughs) recording of the podcast. What's up, Lindsay? It's funny because um, we've tried to do this episode like seven times and it's finally happening and it sounds pretty Pretty quality in comparison to where we're coming from. I guess people listening don't really know what we're coming from, but it's way better now. Yeah, I honestly, I'm not going to lie, I miss my microphone because I feel like I can really hype myself up with the mic and I sound cooler and like feel cooler, but now I don't have a mic. I just have headphones that I'm not allowed to touch. Yeah, I... (laughs) I get that. I feel like I have to be very still. And for some some reason, the microphone brings out a different persona that makes you feel like you're on radio. I'm going to use this paintbrush as a microphone. It does not have the same effect. <laughs> it kind of does. I think it's... Well, uh, yes, it does. Actually, if it makes you feel better... Uh, you also should use something. Okay, I'm afraid to move a lot around on here. I have close by... A stapler. So here oh we go. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Sorry to it's... our listeners in advance. If you hear our headphones hit our bodies, we are trying very hard not to move. <laughs> Minimal breathing happening here. But <laughs> so Grace, you're here today. We're going to talk about resiliency because that's something a lot of people are probably facing during this time of still social distancing. Um, Indeed. Yeah. So is there, is there any stories you'd like to share with us, Grace? Oh, wow, I would. So, week nine of quarantine. Not quarantine. Nine What weeks? is it called? Self-social. Social yeah. distancing, thank you. I self-isolation. self-isolation. <laughs> Which, for me, living alone, it is self-isolation. Week nine, we're going to talk about resiliency. Which, if I had to think of the one time in my life I have been the most resilient was, okay, so... I don't know if you know this. You, well, you know this, Lindsay. I don't know if our listeners know this. I moved. I have to sneeze. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. People. I have really bad allergies. Okay. Sorry. Focusing. Um, for grad school, I lived in South Carolina, and I moved to Texas for grad school to this very small town called Commerce, Texas, which is mm-hmm. deep East Texas, almost in Texarkana, which is Texas and Arkansas where they touch. <laughs> Which I think is the best name for a town is Texarkana. Anyways. Thanks for explaining where that was, though. Cause... Indeed. Well, yeah. yeah. So I guess if people know Texas, it's an hour and 45 minutes um, east of Dallas. So anyways, um, my first thought was like, oh, that move was really hard, blah, blah, blah. But where my resiliency really kicked in with the help of my mother, Kathy, which we love Miss Kathy. We do um, love Kathy. Was when I called her every single day of my first semester, begging her to come pick me back up because I hated my job. Um, it was, and I think it was mostly the location, Commerce, Texas. There wasn't a lot to do. We had one Walmart. We had one McDonald's. Um, mm. 
he had the local Italian joint, which was my favorite. (laughs) And um, so I think where I was resilient was that my, through my mom's counsel, I was able to like push through and not leave. AKA she refused to come pick me up. (laughs) Good job, Kathy. I know. Right. But then, I mean, after my first semester, my supervisor and I um, kind of finally clicked and like, became friends which if people don't know now he is my best friend in the whole world shout out to al he's gonna be so mad that i said his name but anyways um (laughs) i think that was when i was the most resilient because everything was not like it wasn't going as i thought it was and it was really like school was really difficult it was just like a lot of things that were hard and i as some people say, I put on my big girl panties and I, <laughs> I got over it and it was hard. It was the, the first semester obviously was the hardest, but after that, I really started to succeed and found my footing. And I feel like it, it ended up being like the best and worst, best years of my life. Um, yeah. but I learned so much about myself, which was if I give up, like nothing worth having is easy, right? Like you hear that saying all the time, but I didn't give up. And I think ultimately like it's gotten me to this point. So it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's a very long story. That's not, I think it's it's not long. It was a a good story. Four minute story. (laughs) (laughs) So in reflection on that time, Grace, and something that I've been thinking about during social distancing is you don't always realize that you're in the struggle when you're in the struggle. I think maybe Kathy yeah. was recognizing that you were in the struggle, but it's hard to see it when it's for you. Like you have to take a step back and be like, okay, I'm, I'm struggling with this, but there's still this goal that I want to reach. Or maybe you don't even realize it's one. Like maybe you thought it was just completing the graduate assistantship there. You didn't realize you needed to also establish a relationship with your supervisor. It becomes different pieces of the goals. But when you are recognizing the struggle, it's, I think, taking in and making sure that you're recognizing that it's a valid struggle, because I think sometimes when we tell stories about our resiliency or reflect on it, we're always thinking, okay, it's not worth, it's not really a struggle when I compare it to this or this or this, but that's not being, I guess, nice to yourself. Because right now, struggles for everybody are going to be different. That's how they always are. But I think especially during this time, you cannot be comparing your struggles, all of them really legitimate, if that's what you're facing right now. Yeah, 100%. I think you kind of hit it on the head. It was more, I hadn't realized my own struggles. Like I was completely alone. I didn't really have any, I mean, I had a roommate, but she was very much like independent, didn't, we didn't, I mean, we hung out a couple of times, but she went home a lot. And so I really was by myself. And then I had on top of that, the struggle of school, which I did not want to go for my master's, but I knew I wanted to go into this field and that's the only way I could get into the field. So I had that struggle. And then, like you said, yeah, I didn't have a relationship with my supervisor when I first got there. I thought he was mean. (laughs) Sorry, Al. (laughs) I thought you were mean. And you are my feelings. I'm pretending to cry. Um, and it, it was more just like I was like on the other side of the building. So there I would go days without seeing him. So I like didn't really understand what I was supposed to be doing. But then finally, like we I think I 
had broke down. I probably cried in his office, and then he was like, "Okay, we need to figure something else out." I don't want to be here. I need help. Yeah, it probably went that way. I don't remember what like the turning point was. I just remember after my first semester, we um, like started working really well together, and so. So um, a key piece to resiliency may be realizing you shouldn't do it alone. You can always yes. reach out to community and yes. communicating because I remember working for you. I came in your office one day. You're like, you never come see me. And tra- like Travis is always in here and we like we're communicating and I, you need to come by my office more often. <laughs> so it's like, oh, and doing that has helped me a lot with my own anxieties and, and doing the work and at least, you know, day to day. Yes. But I think you really came out of your shell when I finally was like, are you afraid of me? Are you hate this job? I can't tell. Um, And then we started, I think we probably started meeting every single day after that, which I think is helped. And I don't, I mean, just from being an outsider looking in, I think it helped you too, to just, not that you didn't already have roots in Wilmington because you do have family here, but I think it kind of helped you to like, create your relationships with the GAs and, you know, other people. So I think you really yeah. flourished when, cause the first day I met you, I was like, I don't think she's going to talk to me at all this semester, <laughs> but then you started talking. Um, so now you won't stop. <laughs> yeah. So it's slightly embarrassing. It's not a bad know. thing at all. Okay. So let's get back to resiliency. Sorry. I kind of yeah. threw us off. So Lindsay for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through social distancing what is one thing that you have reflected that you've been resilient about whether it be your workout schedule your class schedule work (laughs) mental health what's something that you are being resilient with is that even I don't even think that's a good question but what Uh, where are you being resilient in your life that's a better question I think that I'm being resilient by reflecting on ways that I was already resilient before coming into this. So reminding myself, this is not the first tough thing I've gone through. And um, again, with the community piece, reflecting on that with other people who know me, because sometimes going through this, like, you know, Grace coming into social distancing, I had a hardship come up, my mom passed. It's not, it's, it's difficult to process in its own self and then, and then being away from people that you care about. So I've had to be very intentional and resiliency with, with reaching out to people. Um, and also the the mental health piece is just taking time for myself. It's Mm -hmm. hard. I quarantined or social distance (laughs) with people (laughs) in family. So even though I've enjoyed being around them, I still, have to take time to myself and be reflective. Yeah. Sometimes I do journaling. I've like really like doing not full meditation. I have done a lot of meditation in the past, but that's hard to find quiet space for that. Mm. Um, so I think the biggest piece is reflecting on other times when I've been resilient and what I did then and themes that keep coming up for me is that I have to remind myself I'm not alone in this. Yes. Even though we may not be seeing the people we're used to seeing or, or in our normal routine, there's no, I feel like there's not any normalcy that we're going to go back to. I think we're going to have to create a new normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me in that reflection piece would just be reaching out to people, journaling and 
one of the biggest pieces for resiliency for me in a meditative state has been music. And okay. I know a lot of people have relied on artists during this time. Like if there's something it's again, that community piece, like you're listening to music, maybe it's a song that is about somebody who's been through something similar and it mm-hmm. kind of helps you through that. Or it could be a book that you're reading or a TV show. So I think that would be my biggest takeaway during this time and resiliency has been leaning heavily on other people and also trying to check in on them and just sharing this experience and and growing together I think it's I think it's interesting you mentioned journaling um so obviously with working full-time I'm having to find things to help fill my 40 hours and so I've been going to a lot of like webinars and one of the webinars that I went to talked about journaling and how many people want to be journaling during this time, which I found interesting because I was like, right now I'm, I'm wanting to do the opposite of, I mean, I've journaled a couple of times since we've been in self isolation, (laughs) but (laughs) for me, it wasn't my first thought like, Oh, let me grab my journal and document every single day of this because I'm just like, I do the same thing every day. But what I realized is that people want to be able to reflect on this and go back and like be able to tell future generations or their children, like what they went through, yeah. which I think is fascinating. Cause I never thought about it that way. Like all I thought about was this sucks. <laughs> We're stuck. <with> this for <laughs> we got to get through it. What am I going to do? Yeah. I have to survive, but I never really thought like, Oh, I should be documenting this so I can share with future people the bologna and cheese we're going through right now. But I liked your perspective of reminding yourself that one, you're not alone in this, but two, that you've probably been through some stuff that has been difficult like this, but you just didn't realize that until, you know, like you said, you're on the other side of it. You don't realize how resilient you are until you get through it. Yeah. And I think something you just mentioned and like initially I bet going into this people were like, finally I get a break from work or whatever it is that you were investing a lot of time in. And then week two or three sets in sets in and you're just thinking, Oh my goodness, we have to get through it. And I've been listening to a lot of talks on a series that it's at my church that they're calling the wait. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that whatever you're waiting on for post social distancing is what you're putting your hope in. So if you're wait like in thinking that way, maybe with your resiliency piece, it's trying to not put all of your hope and thoughts and when is this going to be over? But what can I get out of it while I have this like unique space? Some of you may be at home a lot more. Some of you may not. Maybe you're still like you're an essential worker and you have to go out. So how can you in in this period of waiting for it to be over, what can it what can you do to reorganize your thoughts into more resilient, positive thinking of what am I supposed to be getting out of this time or what can I get out of this time? So that's another thing that's helped me is thinking there isn't much time that I've ever spent this consistent amount of time with family Mm -hmm. or that I've had this much time to actually sit and reflect on Mm -hmm. other things. Yeah. Um, I think that's been a huge, like I've been alone before, but I've never been this alone before. (laughs) Um, And I mean more in my living situation. Like I live alone and I've lived alone for, three, four, five. This is like my sixth year of living by myself, like post-grad, but 
you know, I always had the option to go out or like go hang out with people. And now that I can't do that right now, it is a little different. And I didn't think it would affect me as much, but now just being able to zoom with people or like I called my parents yesterday and I FaceTimed both of them. And so that made a difference. Like as dumb as it was, I was like, this is, I needed this today. I haven't seen a human in this many days. I think the only thing that's really bothered me this entire time is I have not hugged somebody. Actually, I think you were the person, the last person I hugged (laughs) before quarantine because you had come back from being away for a few days and I got to hug you. And I'm pretty sure that was like March, like 19th or something. Yep. It was literally the last time I hugged somebody and I never realized how that affects me until now. And I'm just like, I'm never going to take on get people for granted again. <laughs> so it's, um, um, that part has definitely been interesting. I think um, one thing for me is that I have slowed down yeah. so much. I have always been that person that rushes, rushes, rushes. Like I wake up in the morning, I snooze my alarm 30 times and then I have to rush to work to get there on time. And then I rush through work and I just try and get through all the motions and, you know, try and get the day done as quickly as I possibly can. And I didn't realize the things that I was missing out on, like the things I enjoy. Like when I slow down, I have all these cool hobbies or yeah. for me, one thing I've done since slowing down is I've been taking more time to do things to help my body. So I've been walking around my complex, which there's a lot of things I didn't know that my complex had until I started walking around because I never <laughs> had time in the past, but I you know, to get out and to move, I've seen so, so many different people live in my complex, like people I, like, man, I want to be friends with them. But now I could be because I'm slowing down and taking the time to get to know people. And I think that's been one of the coolest things for me is just to slow down. And I, oh, I think that's true. I think you see it everywhere. Like if you're, if you do get out a lot of, a lot more people are walking around a lot. um, You're starting to see people you wouldn't normally see. And it could be that more people are out also could be because you are changing your route. Like I, realized in this time that the only place that I knew about well about where I live so <laughs> far <laughs> about where I live so far is that the route from where I live to work and that was kind of sad yeah. because I you know there's not much I live in a pretty cool place and I, I had not I had no reason to go around so now I know I'm still social distancing and trying not to get out more than I need to but I've driven around the town and be like oh that's how this place connects to this place <laughs> because before I had no idea yeah um so yeah lots of pieces but like two three takeaways Grace what would you say for people who are trying to increase their resiliency during this time or even ways that they can recognize that they're already being resilient it's funny I was just about to ask you that same question <laughs> <laughs> so for me I think some of the things that I have reflected on and have helped me is that one remembering like you said that we are high school musical all in this together Uh, (laughs) we are all going through a difficult time and so just remembering that you can reach out to literally anyone in your life I feel like at this point and they are going to feel your pain and be able to relate which I think is super helpful 
And I don't think I'm going to give you three. I think I'm just going to give you two. My second one is don't be so hard on yourself. Um, Absolutely. There is no expectation for you to be perfect, to change your life. I, you don't have to learn a new skill if you don't want to, but if you do, that's great. Just be kind to yourself during this time, I think is the biggest thing. Um, Definitely. And yeah, do something. We haven't been through this before. Do something. Listen to music, meditate go on a walk, do something that makes you happy at least one time a day, I think is. And if even laying down, looking at the ceiling is what you want to do. Yeah. That is, I do that. Sometimes, so I guess I, I gave you great. Three. Sorry. Okay. Lindsay, your turn. <laughs> three takeaways okay. for resiliency and, or to remind yourself that you're being resilient. Uh, I think reflecting on like what worked for you and, and supporting you outside of this time, I realized during social distancing i'm very much a routine person so i have had to create a routine yes, during <laughs> i yeah it helps with some other areas of basically adhd i have to be on a routine or i don't feel accomplished so little routines even if it's oh, okay the first thing i'm going to do this morning is drink water and that's what i'm going to do every morning mm-hmm. and that helps me get my day started so if you're a routine person stick to the routines um or create one Another takeaway, already said this, if there is some form of creativity that you have always been like, man, I, I want to just explore that and you haven't done it, but you have more time now, I would highly encourage you to explore it. I have thoroughly enjoyed just, I don't know, reaching out <laughs> and, or, or exploring new artists, I guess. And the third is that kind of like you said just being patient with yourself because I yeah I have to be really and and being patient with other people because I've been so thankful people around me probably at times have been like Lindsay just get through this because you're driving me crazy (laughs) and I'm like I'm I'm trying sometimes and I'll admittedly not trying other times. So being patient with one another because we need it yeah I think that's great I think those are all great things Yeah. So some of you out there may have been thinking, how can I be more resilient or recognize that I'm already being resilient? And now we've discussed it. Thanks for listening. Bye, Gracie. Bye. If you have any questions about this episode or topics, suggestions, or questions for future episodes, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram at so underscore about that, our Facebook page, so about that, or our email, so about that 20 at gmail.com.